Welcome to Gates Way to Health with Dr. Randall Gates, specializing in chiropractic neurology. At Gates Way to Health, we help you get to the real cause of your medical problems using non-drug treatments. If you have questions about neurological disease, chronic pain, or any autoimmune conditions, call the show now at 702-733-KXNT. That's 733-5968. Now, Gates Way to Health with Dr. Gates. Hi, good morning everyone. Dr. Randall Gates, board certified chiropractic neurologist, also a chiropractic physician here in the Las Vegas area. Our clinic is in Henderson, Nevada, Gateway to Health. And today we're talking about migraines, a very interesting subject for those of you headache sufferers. Now, in the world of headaches, in my experience, it boils down to a lot of individuals have them. It's about 10% of the population has migraine headaches, which is pretty substantial and frequently patients are relegated to taking the medications maybe you take the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs maybe you're taking your excedrin migraine if that doesn't work then usually your general practitioner has to look at putting you on something like imitrex which are referred to as the tryptam medications if that's not working lots of times you'll see a neurologist who may do an mri of your brain looking for other causes of the headaches. And if that's not working, they have to go to more complicated medications, things like uh, the ergot derivatives. And then ultimately, many of you may be on drugs that help you with nausea and the associated symptoms. Really, migraines are miserable, as most of you know who have them, who are listening. They're not fun. They really can be a major factor of disability. I think the World Health Organization said that migraines are the seventh leading cause of disability in the world. And they can be very, very destructive, to say the least. So in today's broadcast, we're going to illuminate some of the stuff that you may be familiar with in the standard medical approach, but we're also going to be talking about what's referred to as the functional medicine and functional neurology approach to this disorder because the patients that come in to us at Gateway to Health are typically looking for a non-medication alternative. Whether that's based on their philosophy, their paradigm for health, they just don't want to take medications, or frequently the medications can be rather pricey. For Imitrex, it can cost around $280 for nine pills, and I've seen patients run through that many in a month very easily. So that's kind of the context of what we're looking at. Now, to better understand what a migraine is, we have to look at what's happening in the brain when a migraine happens. A migraine basically occurs when you get an accumulation of inflammation in one part of your brain. And it's like a little focus. It's like a little, the start of a little forest fire, so to speak. And for whatever reason, that inflammation is not flushed out of that region of the brain. And scientists have found specifically, there are many inflammatory mediators, but one is an accumulation of something called CGRP calcitonin gene-related peptide. Now, when that inflammation accumulates, it almost seems to cause something like a shock wave, like you would think from a nuclear bomb. That shock wave spreads throughout the brain, and that's highly associated with the migraine headache. It's called cortical spreading depression. Another way to think of it would be as though you drop a rock in a pond, and that spreading effect, <clears throat> that's what's going on in the head of a migraine patient. But then the critical question is, well, why does that happen in a migrainer? But most people don't have this. 
And that's what scientists are looking into. And that's the critical question. On the medical side of things, uh, new medications are coming out, which are referred to as biologic medications. You probably have seen these discussed on recent commercials, medications such as Humira, Imuran. These are common biologic medications used in the treatment of things like Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis. And these drugs are where the pharmaceutical industry designs immune cells that attack basically inflammatory mediators in our body. I'm trying to distill this down as simply as possible. So basically, these drugs are immune cells that destroy inflammation in our body. Well, these new drugs for migraine sufferers are targeting the CGRP, and it's pretty interesting in what they're doing, and they are seeing some good results with it. But anytime we're taking a medication that's destroying part of our immune system, there can be side effects. And I see a lot of patients who are being treated for things like Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis, and maybe their chances of cancer go up and they develop something like a a basal cell carcinoma, which should be relatively self-limiting, and it becomes a major, major problem because their immune system is just not as competent from taking these meds. So there's a plus and a minus with each approach. And we're going to go through that at length today. Another element as to why this inflammation is accumulating in the brain is potentially is the brain not sending the right signals to get the blood flow to that area where the inflammation is accumulating. And then as a result, you can get the rebound pulsating headache as the brain tries to get the blood flow there. That's the current concept for migraine sufferers. And you know as a migraine sufferer how miserable it is. You know what you go through from having the pulsating pain to the light and sound sensitivity to the vomiting to the nausea to not being able to work. If you have these attacks upwards of eight days a month where you actually have a migraine headache, then you're considered a chronic severe migraine sufferer associated with 15 headaches in general a month. If you have less than that, then you have episodic migraines. And for those of you who have episodic migraines, the medical community hasn't really agreed yet on what the right uh, prophylaxis is, so to speak, to help you prevent from going to a chronic severe migraine sufferer. And that's the general framework, really, for for you from a medical perspective. Now, that's the medical model. Now, there's an alternative model as well. The alternative model is where you can go see an alternative practitioner and they're going to say, oh, you have migraines. So if you have migraines, then you should take coenzyme Q10. You should take alpha-lipoic acid. You should take N-acetylcysteine. These are supplements that have been shown to improve how the brain makes energy. It's called mitochondrial function. And by doing that, then the practitioner is trying to give you something natural to help with the entire migraine process. Now, that's not bad, but that model, you just have to understand as the patient, is very similar to the medical model. It's just using supplements. Whereas the functional medicine and functional neurology model is more looking at getting to the underlying cause of the condition. And we're going to go into this at length in today's broadcast. Because the causes of migraines, there's a high association with thyroid problems, insulin resistance, and autoimmune issues. And it seems to be that these background autoimmune, thyroid, inflammatory, insulin-resistant issues are heavily affecting how the brain clears these inflammatory mediators out 
of one single location. And because of that, that's why we see the incidence of migraine much higher in these patient demographics where we see a lot of insulin resistance in migraine patients. So that's the general framework for what we're going to be discussing. And you just have to know as a migraine sufferer, I was talking to a patient this week, that your treatment is governed by the diagnosis code. So if you have migraines, you get an ICD-10 code. And that ICD-10 code says what treatments you can get and what treatments you can't get. And this is why I can pretty much tell every migraine patient that comes into us at Gateway to Health, this has probably been your story. And your story is you see the GP, and it's exactly like I said before. You saw the GP, and they gave you non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. If that doesn't work, they give you the sumatriptan, which is the imatrix and other derivatives of that. If that doesn't work, they go to heavier medications like the ergot derivatives and, and uh, Phenergan, things like that for your nausea. If that doesn't work, you go to the neurologist, they do an MRI, maybe you get Botox injections, and Botox injections can really help chronic severe migraine sufferers, which is really interesting because in that event with Botox, most of you probably know this, Botox paralyzes muscles. They inject the Botox into the neck muscles and the facial muscles to relax the muscles so that there's not as many kind of tension muscle signals coming back into the brain to reinforce the headache. Another important point if you're a headache sufferer is that you have to realize that all pain fibers from the head actually are processed down at the level of the neck. So there's overlap between pain fibers from the head and the neck, which is very, very important, which is why a lot of you have stiffness in your neck, you have muscle tension in your neck, and it's not going away, that's because they're they're basically processed at that same same place. Very, very important. And it goes back to having, you know, a history before getting into this profession, uh, being helped through chiropractic care and massage therapy. Those things can all real, really help headaches, and there have been anecdotal reports forever about this because we're changing muscle tone in the neck, which can then change how the brain processes pain. So that's the basic framework for today's discussion. Also, it's very important to iterate that you need a good examination to make sure you actually have migraines. And that's the critical factor. So many of you know this. You go into your doctor. Your doctor is limited in time. Maybe they have five minutes. Maybe they have 10 minutes. And they have to say, okay, it sounds like you have migraines. Take this medication. It sounds like you have this. Take this medication. And at Gateway to Health, we do an hour and a half long examination in history. And that's so important because you have to spend that time working in this model to make sure that you have the diagnosis correct and that you're assessing all these different variables. Because if you are trying to get to the underlying root cause of the issue, then this is what you have to look at. You have to dig deep. You have to look at an individual's thyroid function. You have to look at all their blood tests to see if it looks like maybe they just have a borderline thyroid issue. Dig in to see if an individual has the symptoms of insulin resistance. So that's what we do at Gateway to Health. We'll come back after the break. I'll be talking more about these associations with insulin resistance and thyroid. Uh, If you have any questions, call the show, 702-733-5968. Also, Gateway to Health in Henderson, Nevada. 833-DR-GATES, G-A-T-E-S. 833-DR-GATES. Go ahead and give us a call if you want a free consultation about your condition. See you after the break. is an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. 
One click posts your job to over 100 job boards. Then, smart matching technology instantly alerts quality candidates about your job. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash CBS News. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash CBS News. If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls, and send texts. Stay connected and work from anywhere with features like Wi-Fi calling and our desktop app. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. That's grasshopper.com slash radio. It takes a whole lot more effort to get something started in your life than it does to keep it moving. Del Wamsley has moved thousands of radio listeners closer to a great life. The Del Wamsley Radio Show is now on in Las Vegas on Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 840 KXNT. Listen and move towards your great life today. Hey, join me, Alan Stock, tomorrow as I host the Finley Cadillac Cadillac Through the Years Family Fun Event starting at 11 a.m. at Town Square Shopping Center. Come check out the classic lines of Cadillac. Enjoy music surrounded by shopping and dining. That's tomorrow at Town Square with Finley Cadillac and 840 AM KXNT. Sergeant Alberto Velasco faced an uncertain future after serving his country. At the age of 27, I was involved in a motor vehicle accident. Mentally and physically, I was just done. I don't know where I would be with, without paralyzed veterans. Winston Woodard III, Paralyzed Veterans of America. My job as a service officer is to ensure these veterans have what they need to thrive and move forward with their lives. And we are there providing expertise with VA benefits, assistance, and advocacy. Thank you, Paralyzed Veterans. Learn more at pva.org. A public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Paralyzed Veterans of America, National Service Officers. We've got an entire generation of men and women who have seen war. They're going to need voices. Paralyzed Veterans of America represents them. We're going to make sure that the Veterans Affairs gives them everything that they're entitled to. Get all the health care they need. Making a person's house adaptable. And we also focus on getting them a job. We help our veterans for free. Changing lives, building futures. That's Paralyzed Veterans of America. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. We adopted a sibling group through the Clark County Department of Family Services. Now our family is complete with two little girls and their brother. We took parenting classes, completed a home study, and ended up adopting a sibling group. Learn more about the more than 3,000 kids in foster care and consider completing your family. Meet the kids by visiting ClarkCountyNV.gov forward slash adoption. Life begins when you Adult, boring, omnipresent, need not call. We travel at the speed of thought on Schnitt. Join me Monday between noon and 3 on News Talk 840 AM KXNT. All right, Dr. Randall Gates back here with the Gates Way to Health radio show. I'm uh, board certified chiropractic neurologist and chiropractic physician here in the Las Vegas area. Our clinic is in Henderson. And today we're talking about migraines. And you'll see the theme of this if you've been listening to the other radio shows, maybe somewhere. And when we talk about functional medicine and functional neurology, you as a listener need to understand that we have some major health issues in our current society. I want to say that it's just in the U.S., but it really isn't. It's spreading throughout the world. Researchers really don't know why so many of these health issues are changing, but they are. 
we're seeing much increased incidences of being overweight, being obese, being pre-diabetic, being diabetic, heart disease going up, cancer going up, all these different conditions, thyroid issues are going up. And many of you listening to this radio program, maybe you grew up in the 1950s or 1960s or 1970s, and you can recall back, even when I was growing up, I don't want to date myself too much, but in the 1980s, that individuals look different than they do today. Our population is getting bigger. Our population is getting unhealthier. And that's not a cut against you. The reason why I'm saying it is because factors probably outside your control have been dictating what's happening with our health as a society and as a, a people, really. Researchers really don't know why. They don't know if it's the widespread use of antibiotics. They don't know if it's because we're too clean. For example, we're not growing up walking in the dirt barefooted. We're not out playing in the dirt how we used to be on a consistent basis. Most of us have a pretty hygienic life, and maybe that's why the microbiology of our intestines is shifting. Maybe it's the food supply. Maybe it's the foods we're eating, our reliance on high-sugar drinks, processed foods, high-fat foods, fried foods, all these different factors are thought to be associated with what's going on in our population. Really, that applies to migraine as well as we're talking about today because migraines aren't just migraines, and that's how we're all taught to think. It's just migraines. It's just okay. It's uh, it's just uh, you know, a thyroid issue. It's just peripheral neuropathy. But we have uh, Dr. Judd on the line. Go ahead, Dr. Judd. Hey, good morning, Dr. Gates. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. I, I wanted to call in and, and talk about the migraines because w one of the things that I, I had found in some of my tougher migraine patients was hmm. that when I tested further, I found some insulin resistance. Is that something that you're finding commonly? I see it all the time. I see it all the time in our migraine patients. And now it's been substantiated out of uh, current pain and headache reproductions just this year. They came out, Doc, and they said all migraine patients have insulin resistance, which I thought Incredible. was yeah, I thought that was pretty audacious to say all because I have seen thin migraine patients who maybe didn't seem insulin resistant, but they're saying that it is more common than we once thought, and it's this insulin resistance that's driving inflammation that appears to be keeping that whole inflammatory cycle in the brain going. That's really interesting. The, the only reason I was able to find that key diagnostic uh, fact out was that I was really having trouble treating these patients. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. had, if that was a result of that for you, but for me, it was something where I found those cases to be driving me crazy because I, I was having trouble finding solutions. Exactly. Probably trying one medication after another, after another for these individuals, right? Oh, exactly. I yeah. was really, it really made me question some of my diagnostic processes and some of my, some of my um, prescription. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I, I just wanted to get your take on that and, and what you thought was the true prevalence of this insulin resistance in relation to the total population, kind of what you're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because you, you know as a doctor and I know as a doctor what is actually going on in the physiology of that patient when they're insulin resistant versus someone who's not insulin resistant. And that insulin resistance we know is so highly associated with cardiovascular comorbidity, hypertension, increased risk of cancer, but the patient doesn't really know that. And that's why I'm trying to talk about it today. 
very frustrating. Now, yeah. uh, what, what's the usual process by which you evaluate my uh, patients presenting with, with migraines or, or cases in which you think there may be a possibility that migraines are the diagnosis? Yeah, from a lab perspective, I run every test possible on prediabetes. I'm looking at their triglycerides. All of you migraine sufferers out there, what are your triglyceride levels? If they're high, that can be indicative of prediabetes. The hemoglobin A1C, lots of times we're running oral glucose tolerance tests on these individuals looking at other inflammatory mediators like CRP, as well as thyroid functioning tests. But we interpret it with the subclinical hypothyroid criteria, which I'll go into in a little bit uh, for the patients. You know what that is, Dr. Judd. But um, we look at it with a fine-tooth comb when we're evaluating any migraine patient. That sounds like the, the best way to do it. I, 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 think, I think I need to start making those practices a little bit more standard because of those, those tough cases I've been encountering it, and higher prevalence lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot, Dr. Gates. Hey, absolutely. Great to hear from you, Dr. Judd. Thank you so much. So going on with this topic of the thyroid and migraines, it's very, very exciting because, again, you can see the dichotomy. It's not just you know a headache and you take a medication. Here we're stepping way back and we're saying, okay, where is the forest fire coming from? And... Out of the journal Cephalgia 2018, Cephalgia means headache. And so this is a, the primary or one of the primary headache journals. They looked at subclinical hypothyroidism and its association with migraines. Now, first of all, we have to pause there and we have to say, what is subclinical hypothyroidism? So many of you are going to say to me, and you're thinking to yourself right now, I've had my thyroid tested and my doctor told me it was normal. And I'm here to tell you that perhaps your thyroid tests were not interpreted with the right criteria. Meaning, if you're just borderline low hypothyroid, or if you're in the gray area, then this can be highly significant. You also have to know what the gray area is. Because for LabCorp, for example, they say a TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone level, from 0.45 to 4.5 is normal. Now, as we talked about in our thyroid broadcast, TSH is a hormone that comes from the brain down to the thyroid, and it tells the thyroid to work. So if your thyroid is low, your TSH values go up. And as TSH values go up, that tells the doctor that you have hypothyroidism. Some doctors will treat you if your TSH goes above 4.5. Other doctors will basically treat you if you go above 8 or 10. Lots of times it's dependent on how they were trained, their philosophy, so on and so forth. Now, if you have a TSH that's 3.7 to 4.5, that can be highly significant for subclinical hypothyroidism. There's some research coming out saying any TSH over 2.5, for example, like in pregnant females, is highly significant for subclinical hypothyroidism. In our world at Gatesway to Health, we look at a TSH over 3 as being an issue. So if you want to go back through your lab results and you're a migraine sufferer and look at this and say, okay, what were my TSH values and comb through them. And if you see it's over three, then there's an issue. Now in this journal I'm mentioning, Cephalgia 2018, they took, a, I think it was about 151 migraine patients and then they screened them for subclinical hypothyroidism and they found that there was a high, high, high association between subclinical hypothyroidism and migraine headaches. Furthermore, they also found that those with subclinical hypothyroidism and migraines had a higher prevalence of autoimmunity to the thyroid. 
Autoimmunity means where our immune system attacks the thyroid gland. Or autoimmune just basically means our immune system is attacking us. But autoimmune, autoimmunity to the thyroid, which is referred to as Hashimoto's thyroiditis, is where that immune system, think of immune missiles killing the thyroid. And this was highly associated with migraines as well. So this is a big, big deal. And if you're a migraine sufferer out there, have you had your thyroid antibodies checked? Yes or no? And if you haven't had them checked, you need to have them checked. And then you also have to realize that there are varying criteria for interpreting this as well. For example, LabCorp says any value over 34 constitutes a positive, whereas the Mayo Clinic, Quest Diagnostics, many hospitals that I'm using in terms of lab function say that anything over 9 is too high. I've seen patients out of Europe where they're saying now anything over 5.5 is too high for Hashimoto's thyroiditis to be diagnosed via this blood test. So that's all really, really important. It's all the same unit of measurement. So it's, it's just how cholesterol, the high value used to be 270 and now it's 200. And now, uh, recommendations are changing where basically everybody should be on a cholesterol lowering medication if you're over a certain age and you're over a certain weight. Things change through time as we get more and more science behind these issues. But I say all that to say, that's how you have to look at your thyroid tests if you're a migraine sufferer. And it's very, very, very important. Another example uh, came out of uh, the journal Headache in 2017. It was called the Fernald Medical Monitoring Program. And this was actually done in Cincinnati, Ohio, where they took a huge group of individuals, and it was many thousand individuals, and they monitored their health over time. And they found that those with migraine headaches were predisposed to developing hypothyroidism. The thought process is, is that the migraine headache sufferer has this immune response to the thyroid going on maybe years beforehand. And then ultimately the migraines develop and then ultimately the thyroid burns out because it's been attacked so much. So that's how we look at it at Gateswood Health. I'll talk more about our evaluative process as we go through the show. But these are the factors you need to dig into from a functional perspective. So if you have questions about your case, Give us a call at Gatesway to Health for a free consultation, 833-DR-GATES, 833-DR-G-A-T-E-S. It's also 374-2837. And if you have questions about your case, call the radio show, 702-735968. See you after the break. There are lots of things to love about the 2018 Toyota RAV4. Just ask the people who bought one, but be prepared to get an earful. They'll praise its premium interior and available heated front seats, its versatile build, flexible cargo space, and available hands-free foot-activated power liftgate. They'll go on listing features for as long as you're willing to listen, and if you're lucky, they may even let you take their RAV4 for a spin. But they can't tell you why the RAV4 is the perfect model for you. That's something only you can discover. Tested, trusted Toyota. Right now, get 0% APR financing for 60 months on a new 2018 RAV4 with 1667 per thousand borrowed, or get $1,500 cash back on a RAV4. Visit your local Toyota dealer or check out Toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. See owner's manual for additional limitations and details. APR and approved credit from Toyota Financial Services. Cashback savings subject to approval. Offers may vary by region. See dealer for details. Offers end April 30th. Visit your Southern Nevada Toyota dealer. Or for more information, please log on to Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
He was in the Army back in the 1960s. He was originally a sergeant. 23 million veterans. They're heroes who need our help. My husband got sick. They sent him up to the VA hospital. When our heroes' families need help, they turn to Fisher House, a safe, free place to stay, steps away from their loved one's hospital room. Thank you, Fisher House. Helping military and veterans' families. Fisher House at fisherhouse.org. Sometimes having family close by is a hero's best medicine. When you think of the reasons people end up in the ER, you probably wouldn't think of West Nile virus from mosquitoes, asthma attacks from cockroaches, hantavirus from rodents, or Lyme disease from ticks, even bites from fire ants and other stinging insects send half a million people here every year. But you could make a difference in helping to protect your family from pest-related illnesses. Go to pestworld.org to learn how. Why wait until there's an emergency? Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Stay book smart, but leave reading for home. Understanding, listening. Listening is the new reading. Just keep hearing. On News Talk 840 AM, KXNT. Okay, Dr. Randall Gates, board-certified chiropractic neurologist, chiropractic physician at Gates Way to Health in Henderson, Nevada, in the Las Vegas area. Today we're talking about migraines. And for those of you who are taking the medications and you feel better, fantastic. I'm happy for you. For those of you who are tired of taking the medications, you feel the medications are costly, you just don't want to, you want to get to the root of the problem, and frequently I find the patients that I've worked with in the past, they're your, your very independent thinking individuals. They don't want to just kind of do what everybody else is doing. They are tenacious in getting to the root of the problems. Then this broadcast will probably be of interest to you and what we do at Gateway to Health because we look at health completely differently. We look at health in terms of what actually is causing all of this, which I know sounds so simple and it's so oversaid. But really, in the functional medicine and functional neurology world, that is the framework. The framework is not to say, oh, you have a migraine. Let me give you a supplement for your migraine. That's not the model. The model is what is causing you to have migraines. Is it inflammation? Is it thyroid dysfunction, like I was talking about before the break? Is it insulin resistance? Is it hormonal? I haven't even gone into that. Most of you know that. It could be associated with hormones, that time of the month, menopause, factors such as that. What is the cause and what's going on in your brain? I'm going to get into this as well. Why is your brain not getting enough blood flow to that part of the brain that is accumulating the inflammation causing you to have migraines? 
That's how we look at it from a functional medicine, functional neurology perspective. And frankly, it's more work. It's more work on your part. It's more work on our part. It takes a lot more time to sit down and just dig into what your health history has been. Do you have... Okay, we got Lynn on the line, and then I'll go into some PTSD associations with migraines. Go ahead, Lynn. Uh, yes, Dr. Gates. I've got a two-part question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one being, with my migraines, when my doctor put me on thyroid medication, it seemed to improve the migraines. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific reason for that, I assume? Yeah, exactly. And that's where we're seeing this overlap with the thyroid disorders and migraines. And a lot of patients I see, if they are put on a thyroid medication, lots of times that will help their headaches. Now, is that correcting the problem? No, because there's still that immune response to the thyroid probably at least 80% of the time, reaching upwards of 95% of the time when somebody has low thyroid function. And in our world, that's what we have to address. But the medications frequently will help a migraine sufferer. Just how when a patient has hypothyroidism and they're given a thyroid medication, frequently it will help their depression as well. So that's the answer to that. Okay. My second question. Um, I know a lot of women who have migraines, and I'm assuming Mm -hmm. if you check at the numbers, women prevalently have migraines a lot Mm -hmm. more than men? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And what I have seen is that this is really coincides with monthly cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what goes on in the body that makes that happen. It's bad enough having a monthly cycle, <laughs> let alone having the migraine with it. Uh-huh. I'm so glad you asked that. So what happens is as we approach that time of the month, estrogen levels drop. When estrogen levels decrease, good neurotransmitters in the brain decrease, like serotonin. And so when we lose serotonin in the brain, that can predispose us to migraine headaches. That's why drugs like Imitrex, they're called tryptans, they have a serotonergic mechanism of action. So that's why I see so many individuals who go into that menstrual migraine period. And one thing we do is we do look at serotonin function from a natural perspective because you can use natural derivatives to improve serotonin function. That's been well established. I'm not saying that it's the cure for it, but I've seen in my clinical practice fantastic results with that approach. So does that kind of make sense? Yes, it does. Um, I'm just kind of wondering, sitting here wondering now how that ties in with what you just said about um, the... um, now I've, I've lost it. <laughs> Relative to the thyroid relationship? Uh, or uh, No, it was something else you said earlier, and I can't remember what it was now, but it had something to do. I know we tied in the thyroid, but I was wondering on the... Maybe oh, insulin resistance? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So. Well, basically, current research is showing, for example, in depressed subjects, that half of them have immune cells that are attacking serotonin. So this autoimmune problem is just this snowball that we're beginning to learn about and how it can affect a spectrum of different conditions. And so, you know, is, are there immune cells to serotonin and a migraine sufferer? Possibly. We just don't have the research on that yet. But we definitely know that at that time of the month, estrogen levels drop, serotonin drops, and that's a predisposing factor for these headaches. So that's okay. kind of the data on that. Well, all the ladies will be happy to hear that's what's going on. Okay. Well, thank you, Lynn. I appreciate (laughs) the call. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So as I was mentioning, 
associations with even things like post-traumatic stress disorder. This has come out uh, where they were looking at individuals who had a high incidence of PTSD in some war-torn areas, and they found that depression and anxiety actually didn't correlate with migraine headaches, but post-traumatic stress disorder heavily did. And that stress center in our brain, it's referred to as the amygdala. That's our fear center. There are many associated areas in the brain that are involved with stress. But when that fear center is firing off like a firecracker, it changes our physiology. It causes blood vessels to constrict down, which can lead to veins dilating. And when blood vessels constrict down, then that can reduce blood flow to our gray matter, which can lead to the accumulation of inflammatory mediators like CGRP and then result in headaches. So that's very, very important. I'm not saying that stress is the only cause of migraines. I'm not. But there is this association that you need to be aware of. So trying to bring up all these disparate factors because maybe you're a migraine sufferer and you just have menstrual migraines. So what I just said related to you, maybe you're a migraine sufferer and you just have insulin resistance. Or maybe you're a migraine sufferer and you have a thyroid issue. Or maybe you're a migraine sufferer and you have post-traumatic stress disorder from childhood. And that needs to be evaluated too because we work and a multifactorial approach at Gateway to Health. I refer to psychologists, I refer to psychiatrists, I refer to hypnotherapists when individuals need it, when they need that aspect. But there's no one-size-fits-all treatment approach. There's no cookbook approach to conditions like migraines because it's much more complicated. And as I was talking about thyroid issues, a lot of individuals say, well, Okay, so I have this immune attack against my thyroid. You're saying I have to pay attention to subclinical hypothyroidism. Well, then what do I do about it? And then that's where we go another layer deeper. And we look at the literature associating thyroid issues, Hashimoto's, which is where the immune system attacks the thyroid, and food intolerances in the gastrointestinal tract. So they've done studies where they have thyroid patients drink dairy and put a lot of dairy into their diet versus excluding it. And they see that their thyroid numbers get worse when they drink dairy. Pretty interesting. Now, am I say, am I saying that dairy is the one cause milk and yogurt of thyroid issues? No, because in my experience, it can be upwards of 20 different foods, but you have to find out what those foods are for the right individual. And then bacteria can be abnormal in the intestines of migraine sufferers. You have 37 trillion bacteria in your intestines. You only have 30 trillion cells in your body. So we actually have more bacteria in our intestines than we do cells in our body. And these bacteria we're finding heavily regulate a lot of human functions. In fact, the bacterial byproducts can heavily affect how our brain functions, our frontal lobe functions. And so those factors have to be addressed in the context not only of migraine sufferers, but also autoimmune thyroid patients. And then the thought process is, is that the immune system gets so overreactive at the gastrointestinal tract because of the inflammation, the foods coming in. Again, go back to what I was saying from a societal standpoint. We're eating processed foods, saturated fats, lots of carbohydrates, high fructose corn syrup. I'm not saying any one of those is the issue, but all these issues seem to be culminating in this problem. And so now your immune system is overwhelmed at your intestines and you don't have enough immune function to clear viruses out of the thyroid, which is why in the last, well, really since 2012, so the last six years, they've now found upwards of three different viruses living in the thyroid glands, like 80% of Hashimoto's in each study for each virus. Patients have a virus living in their thyroid gland, whereas normal controls largely do not. So this is raising all these different questions as to why the physiology of Americans is falling apart. And if you're one of the 10% who has migraines, then 
These are things to pay attention to if you want to get to the root of the problem. And then there can be other associations between plastics that a lot of us uh, commonly embark on. You know, we get our hot coffee in a plastic cup or... Uh, if you're a firefighter and you're constantly exposed to these fires where carpets and plastics are, are burning, a lot of this is thought to maybe be a precipitating factor for these thyroid issues as well. So these are the factors we look at at Gateway to Health. In the next segment, I will talk more about insulin resistance. But again, if you're a migraine sufferer, you need a thorough history. You need a thorough neurological examination. Every headache textbook says you have to do a thorough neurological examination to rule out other things. And then at Gateway to Health, what we do is we look at your eye movements very heavily. We have this $80,000 piece of equipment that's fantastic that quantifies how the eyes move. And that tells us a lot about how your frontal lobe is functioning, how your brainstem is functioning, how your cerebellum, which is your balance center, is functioning. And all of that leads us to assessing, okay, well, this migraine sufferer has fantastic frontal lobes. So we don't have to do anything. Or this migraine sufferer has a brainstem issue that we really have to pay attention to. Because if we don't, then we're not helping them to get the blood flow to the area of the brain that's not clearing out the inflammation. So that's what we do on top of all the detailed lab testing that I mentioned earlier. And it, it goes even much farther. We thoroughly assess for are your intestines breaking down? We thoroughly assess for cortisol levels throughout the day. All these factors taken into account if you want to get to the root of the problem. So again, Gates Way to Health, 833-DR-GATES, 833-DR-G-A-T-E-S if you want a free consultation regarding your condition. Also, that's 374-2837. And if you have questions for this show, 702-733-5968. And I'll see you after the break. So I'm apartment hunting and having this debate with a landlord. Like I said, no pets. Just can't rent you the unit. Yeah, he's a dog, but sir, he's not a pet. He's four-legged, he's hairy, he's on a leash, that's a pet. No, Henry is an assistance animal. Look, I'm legally blind. Couldn't you make a reasonable accommodation for my guide dog? Young lady, you can call your canine friend anything you want. Those are the rules. Rules? Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So I made a call to HUD to confirm that, indeed, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. And now we're so happy in our new apartment. If you think you've been discriminated against because of your disability, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or familial status, call the HUD hotline, 1-800-669-9777, or go to HUD.gov slash fair housing. File a complaint. Make something happen. Fair housing is your right. Use it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Nevada is recovering from the housing crisis. Many of your neighbors, maybe even you, dream of owning a home without knowing where to start. Home Again, a free public service from the Nevada Attorney General, can help. Home Again may assist with first-time homebuyer education, down payment assistance, and if needed, help you to rebuild your credit. Simply call 1-855-457-4638. Asistencia disponible en español. A free public service from the Office of the Nevada Attorney General. 1-855-457-4638. Something that every business owner relies on is good advice. 
and that's where SCORE can help. SCORE is a nonprofit organization where we provide free business consulting services to people who want to start a business. For nearly 50 years, SCORE mentors have been helping businesses realize their dreams. What's even better than dreams is making a dream come true. Volunteer your expertise. You've got it. Share it. Volunteer your expertise today at SCORE.org. It's the pledge American students recite every morning. Now, this pledge means something greater, especially for the young men of this country. By law, men have a civic duty to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. So if you're a young man, do your part to keep America strong. Register with Selective Service. Register online at www.sss.gov or pick up a Selective Service registration card at the post office. Sergeant R.J. Anderson changed course from college student to army soldier, then tragedy struck. My world turned upside down, being told I would never walk again. Now I'm excited about my life thanks to the paralyzed veterans of America. With their support and adaptive sports programs, my fire is lit again. For veterans with spinal cord injury or disease, PVA is our partner for life, assisting as our needs and challenges change. Thanks to PVA, my life is back on course. To learn more, visit pva.org, a public service of paralyzed veterans of America. Two sides. Democrats. The Republicans. We need more gun control. Mental health. One place for information. Think less about taking sides. On KXNT. Come together. Okay, Dr. Randall Gates, board-certified chiropractic neurologist, also chiropractic physician at Gatesway to Health here in the Las Vegas area, specifically in Henderson, Nevada. Today we're talking about migraines and our unique approach to the condition. Again, we've gone through the medications. We've gone through the standard therapies. We've gone through how you can just take supplements and try that as a model. And then we're talking about all these underlying currents of dysfunction and physiology that really are what lead to migraine headaches. And there I'm going to talk about a study out of Human Brain Mapping 2018, hot off the press, where they did functional MRI studies of migraine patients. Now, a functional MRI, many of you have had an MRI scan. You say, well, my MRI scan was normal. Fantastic, because your doctors ruled out aneurysms. They've ruled out tumors. They've ruled out other stroke conditions as to why you're having these symptoms. So it's great to have a normal MRI. But the MRI doesn't tell us how your brain is functioning. But a functional MRI does help us to understand how your brain is functioning because with a functional MRI, basically, there are many different types. We can see how much blood flow or activity is occurring in one area of the brain versus another. And these authors did this functional MRI study on migraine sufferers while they were not having migraines, but also they were able to catch them the day before they had a migraine. And what they found was very interesting. They found that their brain stems in another area of the brain called the hypothalamus, which connects to the brain stem. So these are referred to as subcortical structures. Your cortex of your brain is like the top part. Subcortical is the bottom part, simply. It's kind of like the, the trunk of the tree. And so these subcortical areas of the brain were not functioning well the day prior to the migraine. Why is that important? Well, in this tree trunk area of your brain, referred to as your brain stem, that's where we process pain also for headaches. This is where the neurological control centers for getting blood flow to areas of the brain are located. And so the authors surmised that 
what happens with a migraine sufferer is that the brainstem kind of like goes offline. And when it goes offline, then that allows for the blood vessels to not get enough blood flow to areas of the brain, the brain to not shut off pain as well, which can then precipitate the accumulation of the inflammatory mediators. Think of them like lactic acid, but as I said earlier, it's calcitonin gene-related peptide is the most popular one for discussion right now. So you accumulate this lactic acid-like substance in the brain, and then it becomes a spreading shockwave, which then becomes your migraine. Now, at Gateway to Health, as I keep mentioning, we do a full neurological and eye movement exam, and we can really discern what parts of your brainstem are involved or not involved. And then with the concept of neuroplasticity, that's where we go into the brain and we actually try to change the brain. We actually try to make the brain stronger. And the current research is that you can do that, particularly if you're eliminating the underlying current of inflammation or thyroid issue or insulin resistance in that individual. So we then go in and we give you bicep curls for all intents and purposes for maybe the right middle part of your brainstem. There are certain eye exercises, other activities you can do to get these areas of your brain functioning normally again. And it's such a simple model, but it's not employed. The analogy would be, okay, you want to get in shape. So you have two options. You can go and you can take steroids and not work out. And you probably will look like you're in better shape if you did that, even without working out. Or you can go work out and not take steroids. Well, what is the more logical model? Probably the more logical model for most people would be, well, why don't I just go work out? Well, that's what we're doing. We're doing very specialized, and I can say I'm board-certified chiropractic neurologist. We're doing very targeted treatments for the areas of the brain that are not working correctly. So that's very, very important. And I don't want to use the word specialized too much, but what I'm trying to say is that we use targeted treatments for these areas of the brain that are not working correctly. If we can get them working correctly, can we help your brainstem to function better so you don't go through these periods where the brainstem goes offline and then you develop a migraine? And going a little further about the whole insulin-resistant issue, as I mentioned to Dr. Judd earlier in the broadcast, current pain and headache reproductions 2018 is where they uh, said, is migraine primarily a metabol endocrine disorder? So metaboloendocrine disorder. So they're saying it's a metabolism, it's a hormonal problem, and that's where they came out and said all migraine sufferers have insulin resistance. Well, what is insulin resistance? We talked about it a few weeks ago. That's where you eat carbohydrates and you release insulin from your pancreas and it's still not enough insulin to get the carbohydrates into the cells of your body. So then your body may make more insulin for a given amount of carbohydrate. Lots of times this is associated with weight gain, not always. And then sugar levels can go up too, frequently associated with problems with bacteria in the gut. There's inflammatory bacteria in the intestines that cause this insulin resistance. It's now been well documented. Uh, Diabetes Loja 2018 quoted that a couple weeks ago. So now you, hopefully you're getting this picture of how we're looking at things for a migraine sufferer from the brainstem to the insulin resistance and relative to what you can do about insulin resistance. Dietary changes certainly can affect it. Now the research has shown that most of you won't be able to do that via a variety of mechanisms, 
whether it's ability to stick with a lifestyle change, to find the right lifestyle change for your insulin-resistant pattern. I will say clinically, it can be changed. I change it all the time, but it's a lot of work, and it takes a lot of commitment on the part of the patient and the practitioner to make it successful. So those are the factors that we look at for changing somebody who's insulin-resistant, and really we're trying to change their lifestyle to change their gut bacteria. And if we can change the gut bacteria, we can change the insulin resistance and the inflammation. So now in summary, you as a migraine sufferer, you can take the meds, you can take the supplements, or you can have your thyroid critically evaluated under the context of having your thyroid antibodies checked, seeing if they're in that gray range, as I said before, you between nine and 34 for the thyroid peroxidase antibody. What are your insulin values? What is your three-month measure of blood sugar referred to the A1C? What is your glucose? What are your triglyceride levels? And then having your brain thoroughly assessed to see, do you have a brain problem? Do you have a brain stem issue as to why you're not getting the blood flow to the brain? Do you have menstrual migraines and a hormonal issue? Do you have endometriosis? Do you have polycystic ovarian syndrome? All these factors are heavily associated with these chronic headaches. And that's probably why next week I'm going to be talking about fibromyalgia. And I see a lot of migraines and fibromyalgia patients too because all of these things are overlapping. These vicious cycles of physiological dysfunction are overlapping, resulting in the migraine headaches. So with doing specialized tests to quantify if you're having food intolerances, what are the bacteria in your gut, what are your stress hormone levels, very specialized laboratories we use at Gateway to Health to figure these issues out. Combined with our thorough neurological exam is how we get to the root of these migraine issues for those where the migraines are really just incapacitating them. And I, my heart goes out to every migraine sufferer out there because I know, not from personal experience, but I know from seeing so many of you, what these headaches do to your life, how they create a lot of instability, a lot of... Uh, unknowingness about the future and if you can make plans on a Thursday because you may have a migraine headache. So I really appreciate you listening. Next week we'll be back with fibromyalgia as I said and uh, any questions about your case 833-DR-GATES 833-DR-GATES D-R-G-A-T-E-S that's 833-374-2837 for a free consultation about your individual problem. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.